Okay, hello and welcome to uh, the newly rebranded LunchCast. Um, formerly 5 by 2 we are now LunchCast. Um, two bros on a lunch break with cold cuts and hot takes. I'm Zach and this is... Sean! <laughs> I'm eating a, a chicken salad sandwich. And I'm eating the rest <laughs> of my Chipotle burrito and some apple slices in a Quest chocolate panil- uh, peanut butter uh, protein bar. Is that product placement? Yes. So we're we're um, fishing for sponsors. We we probably get sued for using the name. We're not actually big enough to have sponsors. So <laughs> they won't sue us. It's free. <laughs> free, 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 publicity. Exactly. Um, so okay. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna kind of do a rapid fire. Um, I've got um, a lot of M's. So I'm just gonna do alliteration. We're talking about um, Mega Millions. Uh, the midterms coming up soon, the uh, and we also thought we'd pair that with the NFL, which isn't quite at the midpoint, but I think we've had a, enough sample size to get a little bit of an idea. Yes. Also, the NBA just started last night. Incredible. So exciting. The season just ended. No, it's so um, the um, MLB playoffs with the Milwaukee Brewers. and the, Their season never ends. The yeah. dastardly uh, Manny Machado. Oh, More I heard M's. about that. I heard about that. Um, Michigan, um, oh, or should I say Michigan, since we're in Ohio, <laughs> just handed it to University of Wisconsin. Is Wisconsin not that good, or is Michigan that good? Um, and then and our, Joseph Bosa, our bonus Buckeye, left left the bonus University Buckeye. of or the, the Ohio State the University. Ohio State University. Okay, let's start off with Mega Millions. Um, I think it's up to. Like eight hundred million? Yeah, eight hundred and well, I don't know the exact amount, but it's eight hundred million. It's nearing a billion. So this is a record high for the uh for for the mega millions. Kinda like how we had record high temperatures in Ohio mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week before, you know, hurricane changed mm-hmm. all the weather patterns in this eastern part of the United States. So the Mega Millions, right? I have actually never played the Mega Millions. I just not much of a of a lottery player. I got in on the office pool. The last time, it was really high. I ain't gonna do that now. Are you? But here's here's my thought. I thought about this because I I one thing they said in the email was a lot of a lot of, of winners have been pools like you know. Right. My um. My question is, at a at a school where a bunch of teachers um, entered to win this, if if you did win, I'd say even if you had twenty people. That's that's enough to not work anymore. Could you imagine if like twenty teachers split that pot? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> how many would keep teaching? I will tell you this right now that on where where I, where I teach, mm-hmm. that there is a pool amongst mm-hmm. the teachers, and many of them have plans to quit <laughs> the, the the day that they win. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's the I'm not going to tell you the name of our pool, but uh-huh. it is uh, it is. It is named after a certain establishment where we were all, all supposed to meet once we win. I see. And this establishment is not in the state of Ohio. It's southern and by the beach. <laughs> okay. So those are our plans. Okay, next. Meteor topic. Midterms. Blue wave, red wave. Which, which, uh, which way do you see the tide turning? Okay. So I, I've been following the politics a little closer than you have, mm-hmm. right? Because we've talked about this before. And um, 
I would say most commentators think that this that, that the that President Trump and the Republican Party are are vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. That they can seize back the House and maybe the Senate, which would um, you know undercut a lot of President Trump's plans because mm-hmm. he would no longer control those legislative bodies. Or not his party would no longer control those legislative bodies. Right. But I feel like we can no longer trust polling like we used to. Uh-huh. And we can no longer trust... Because of the Russians. Because <laughs> the Russians. Uh, po- political uh, commentators because it's... Everything is so changed. People keep a lot of their opinions to themselves, uh-huh. actually. Mm-hmm. I think that the people who, who, are, who are... I'm not going to call anybody far right or far left, but like the people that are tend to be very vocal about where they vote, they're going to vote... You know, I mean, their way always, and mm-hmm. and they're always going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And then people the same way, both sides, right? Right. But I think the people who actually determine these elections are in the middle. You know, uh-huh. the moderates, the moderate Democrats, the moderate Republicans, or just the independent people, like myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Another um, M. Another M. Another M. Yeah, moderates. Yeah. And also, today is Wednesday, in Spanish. Spanish word for Wednesday is. I don't know. Miércoles. Oh, is really? also an M word. Yeah. For our Spanish listeners out there. That's right. And uh, that's the only word they understood of our whole mm-hmm. podcast. And so that and Trump. And Trump. <laughs> that, that and, and, Trump. Wall. <laughs> and Wall. Yeah, so I think um, it's hard to predict what those moderates are going to do. Because I think a lot of people predict But don't him. you think that Trump's uh, ascendancy was driven by a, a more extreme part of the party? Like, he, would he have gotten there without... I don't, I don't think... Do you think moderates pushed him over the edge? I think, I think, not necessarily, but I think people who get tired of being told what to do mm-hmm. and told that, they're, that their opinions are racist or sexist mm-hmm. or homophobic or anything like that, I think, they, I think they sided with Trump as a way to say, as a, a kind of F you mm. to, mm. to political uh, correctness face. and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, because I know a lot of people, remember when Trump won the presidency, like, no one predicted it, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if he believed he was going to win, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he was surprised. Yeah, but he, he, he won, and I think, mm-hmm. he, and even though he didn't get the popular vote, mm-hmm. right, which is, it happens occasionally, mm-hmm. because the cities, then is where most people right. live, right? But I think he won. It happens when you have an elitist liberal. But there, cause there, there was a lot of people who, who said that, who never, they, they never said who they were going to vote for, and then they voted for Trump. I think a lot of people... I think what may have pushed him through was also a very strong dislike for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And that people were, they, I know a lot of conservatives that were, they didn't love him, but they were like, oh, I can't have Hillary in there. So they chose the lesser of two evils. And they made what in their mind was a pragmatic. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think there were a lot of conservatives who weren't exactly happy with Trump being their nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they, 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 like you said, they said, Choosing between Hillary and him were like choosing between the lesser of evil. I actually, that's a quote they always said: "The lesser of two right. evils." Right? right. I, would say. I don't know, <coughs> but I think moderates are going to determine this. I think that there's always there's people that always come out about Democrat. People always come out about Republican. Mm-hmm. Those numbers are probably I don't I don't know I don't know if they can actually test this, but those are probably even numbers close to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was reading today. I think this whole thing with Kavanaugh. In some ways, you, it sounds like it's pushing some people towards the left, or especially women who are, may have been conservative, but are now kind of edging away from the Republican Party. 
Um, and then I also read that the Kavanaugh thing has mobilized Trump's base. So it's hard to say which side is more mobilized. And I think also it's hard to really know, obviously, like you were saying, what the real pulse of the people is. Because so much is, is determined by uh, entertainment media. Yes. The media is entertainment for the most part. Because yeah. people don't want to read or listen to boring stories. They don't want to read about trends or macro things. They want to read about stories. It's, it's human nature that we identify with an individual story. But it's not necessarily the most accurate way to understand what's going on in the broader populace. And, that's so, right. and it's hard to predict those things. Right. Because, I mean, I do think that, and I'm not... And I'm somewhat like this, I guess. But I do think there's a there's a, a segment of the population who who feel somewhat underrepresented mm-hmm. by both parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely. And I think they have a they play a big role in these elections because they do vote. Mm-hmm. And either they they vote for someone who wasn't either one of the two big candidates, or mm-hmm. they just look at the issues and decide, okay, this issue is more important to me than this other issue. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other the the Democrat pair candidate supports that issue and I'm in favor of that issue or you know, whatever so I'm going to vote for that candidate. Makes sense? Yeah. And those things are hard to predict. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and polling is so flawed now anyway. It's always been flawed probably. But... You would think that with technology and I'm... With technology you would be more accurate. Yeah. Um, that you would have the... You know, the, the resources and the algorithms and the equipment and programs to be more accurate. I don't, I don't uh, quite understand So you, that. I, want to, I want to nail down a prediction right now. Okay, your prediction. For you. For you okay. want to go first. So oh, my prediction? Zach, what do you think is going to happen? Red tide or blue wave? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a blue wave because I think that you're going to see a, just like all, how it's been in the last few years of politics. You push one way and the other side kind of comes up. They, they kind of, it's, that's, we had Obama, which was well-spoken, erudite, you know, appeal to the masses in a way that George would, George W. Um, uh, <laughs> didn't. Strategery. It's amazing how, how, how great George W. Bush looks to a lot of people now that Trump's... <laughs> and then you have Trump, which is like more W and worse. <laughs> definitely and, more... Right. And so definitely a different kind I, of rhetoric. There's, I think there's going to be a pushback, although I do think, I, I really think that there is a a an idea that there's more liberal liberals than there really are because the media and the popular media and like so many actors musicians right the people that's who, what people that's right, what people, people pay attention to yeah exactly the people that do most of the talking right in a sense and i think i think the you're going to find out there's i don't know i could be wrong i i'll be it'll be interesting okay i also You're, think that human nature before we move on I think human nature like says that if you tell someone to do something wrong, they're gonna be like, "Screw! It, I want to do what I want." You know what I mean? Right. Oh like, yeah. So if you so when people are saying, you "Gotta go out there and vote against Trump," or vote like mm-hmm. you know I mean, I think some people are just pushed back against that or saying like, "No, you can't tell me what to." So mm-hmm. in your face here, I'm voting this way. I don't know. It's like kind of the parents try to tell their teenagers what to do, right? Right. So, totally. Yeah. All right. So my prediction. Yep. Is I think that it will not be a red tide or a a blue wave. I think that... Um, it'll be balanced out. It'll be balanced out. Who do you I, think will have the majority? I think that 
the Republicans will hold a majority in one of the two houses, but not both. Hot take. Okay. Okay, next. Let's go. Let's talk about baseball because that's the playoffs, which should seemingly be more important. I haven't watched a single game yet, though. I, I tell you what, I have watched a little bit because I am from, a former Brewers fan from right, Wisconsin. From Wisconsin, um, A fan of the late 80s, early 90s teams before they were... And I'm rooting for the Brewers. Before they were pulled into the uh, National League. <laughs> hey, but you know what? They're, they're in the National League Championship right now. Right. No, I think it's... I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them, and I really like the fact that they wore their throwback uniforms. I hate the new uniforms. That, to me, is... That's such a. I hate those new uniforms. That N looks so stupid. They should put the the NB baseball cap on and never look back. I don't know why they did that. Every time they try and change the logo, it was awful. They had one in the late '90s that was even worse than the one they have now. But um, so yeah, pulling for them. And um, and did you see? Did you see what Manny Machado did? Uh, I read about it. I mean, he's yeah. been to I have not seen the replay. So it looked, it looked kind of. I didn't see what he did. He was going to first base, right? Right. Well, I heard that he slid in to second base, kind of sketchy, which is one they always argue about. But he was he was running out a ground ball, and he let his um, left foot drag. Trying to trip. No, he just kind of kicked the first baseman in the ankle, and you know you you can't when you've got your foot on the bag as the first baseman, right. you've got to stay there until. You make the catch and record the out, yeah. and so you're you can't move your leg out of right. the way. You can't do it, and that's a really bad angle to kick somebody in the ankle. Well, I know the Brewers called him cheap. Yeah, I mean they definitely called him out for it. Yeah, they went after him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, while we talking, check it out. Okay, next NBA. Yeah, so NBA. Well, the NBA began last night, and mm-hmm. I feel like the season just ended. Um, the most interesting thing I want to pay attention to, I'm really curious from being from being from Ohio, how the Cavs play without LeBron. You know what I mean? Will he? Will they be a, a mediocre team? Will mm-hmm. they? They? Will they? Maybe even fight for a playoff spot in the mm-hmm. East. That's not that. I, don't, I mean, that's. I wouldn't be surprised. If they I think in. the Celtics are going to steamroll everybody. I think the Celtics though are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat up on Philadelphia last night. If they keep if Kyrie Irving keeps his um, glass knee healthy. That's the big. And, big. Um, oh, dude, there it is. I'm looking up the video right now. So. Yeah, this is interesting podcasting. <laughs> yeah, so Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is the difference maker for that team, mm-hmm. but I think, but I think that the the star of that team is really Jason Tatum. I don't know if you've been watching any basketball, but Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. Is that I have Jason. I haven't watched any. Of he is. Um, pre- uh, I, I followed a lot of basketball last year. Mm-hmm. I probably watched more basketball last year than I have in a long time. Yeah, I mean they were good. And I followed the Celtics. I don't follow the Celtics, but they were the main competition for the Cavs. Right. So I was kind of paying attention to them. You know, and I don't know, man. I think that I think that I they're think right. The Celtics would, are the team to beat in the East. I yeah. think the West is still Golden State. I mean, the uh, the 76ers are interesting. And they, they're, they, they, they've got some interesting pieces. But I think even if LeBron was still in Cleveland, I think um, – I think uh, they would still have trouble with the Celtics this year. I think if so. They, they had trouble healthy. with them last year. Right, because they're, they're coming into their own. Um, and I think LeBron, I think he might have recognized that. And he was like, you know what, I'll just go and uh, ride off into the sunset in L.A. So I'm, I'm, my approach to the NBA is I'm kind of adrift because I've always, you know, rooted for LeBron. Um, I, you know, when he went to Miami, I still rooted for him. And, of course, when he was in Cleveland – 
Um, I'm not. I'm I'm one of those. Ah, uh, that was sketchy. Don't don't tell me that was. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You can look where you run. You yeah. could hurt yourself. He could have tripped. Like you, you know, you could trip if you don't. I don't think he was trying to kick him. I think he was trying to not step on him. I don't talk about this. You're just getting back at me for my uh, Urban Meyer hot takes. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, I don't really know. Like, I love the NBA, but I'm not sure. I'm going to root for the Cavs. Um, All the way. But um, I'm, I, I'm, I can't root for the Lakers. What do you think of the idea that I hate, the, I can't the NBA the is a player? It's a definitely a player-driven league. Oh, yeah. But you think, I, I think there's a lot of people who just root for players over the team. Definitely. I mean, I'm one of those people. So I, I definitely liked LeBron when he played for Cleveland. Did not like him when he played for Miami and loved it when he came back. Yeah. And I, and I was kind of indifferent when he left this time. Well, I see. I, I'm, I, I, I rooted for him in Miami because I wasn't a huge, huge Cavs fan. I, you know, but I, I can't root for L.A. I just can't do it. I can't. I don't like L. I like. I couldn't. I couldn't root for the. It's Warriors. like rooting for the one percent, right? <laughs> no, I feel I just, like the the haves and sports. A lot of times, there's haves and have-nots. Right. And because of location or geography, I guess the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that certain teams like Los Angeles and Miami too, to a certain degree, they benefit from being mm-hmm. in a city, being warm weather. Right. You know what I mean? Having more exposure. Right. Though it hasn't really helped New York City out, but they don't have warm weather. But they have a horrible owner. Right. And the the Lakers have had some trouble since uh, Jerry Buss died. Stabilizing right. the ownership there I think too. Bringing the Magic Johnson home. I think so too. It's, they've got LeBron. It also helped with the players. I mean, they're they're trusting the the organization. So, but you know what I mean, like, so it's the NBA is so weird, you know, like I, if the Cavs or since again, if the Celtics win and they beat somehow beat the Golden State Warriors this year, I'll I will see a bunch of students wearing Golden State or not Golden State, but a bunch of students wearing Celtics Celtic stuff. stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it'll be Kyrie Irving. It'll be. But you also Tatum. see that with, you see that with football. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Seahawks were really popular right? here. They're still see- I mean, kids, especially if the parents, if their parents aren't fans of a team. I mean, you can tell which kid's dad is a Steelers fan or right. a Browns fan. And then you can tell which kid's parents probably don't care that much because they'll wear whatever, whatever's yeah. popular. So I think, that, I think that happens in football and, and to a greater extent in basketball because basketball is right now, if you would look at that age bracket i'm sure it's the most popular sport because it's it's the most i mean they appeal to that and, they and there's use no their, concussions and there's no, <laughs> um so yeah that's um i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do about that help me find a help me find an nba team other i mean i'll root for the Cavs. i'll just do that um okay i, I just rooting, i mean like i'm i'm not exactly rooting for i mean because i was never a Cavs fan growing up no i didn't really become a Cavs fan until i went to college at northeast ohio and then yeah. I mean, growing up, I just watched Michael Jordan. I mean, yeah, exactly. Everybody in the nineties. Everybody That's did. We, we just, you, I and I, I think that LeBron almost was like that, but he's still not even as popular as Michael Jordan was. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think you could be now. I think in a way, it's Jordan had had the way he corralled the market. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you could do it that way. Even with social media, it's different. It's just different now. Everybody can get out there. Three words, maybe two. Space Jam 2. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm not sure if Space Jam is hyphenated or not. It's considered one word or what, but... Uh, we'll it's two see. words. It's two you words. ready to move on? Yes, NFL. Let's talk about the NFL and then finish up with college football really quickly because college football is not... There's not as much there. Yeah. Um, 
So I going with the M for the alliteration's sake, I said NFL mediocrity, which is really more me complaining about my team being mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> because there are some really good teams, but I think it's um you see the the Rams are doing great and um Rams, Chiefs, Patriots. And you know who knows the Chiefs. Chiefs have done that a few times in the last few years. So peel off six wins and then lose four. Lose four. So who knows what'll happen to them once Pat Mahomes comes back to earth? He might be the real deal. He's. I mean, he's pretty fun to watch. He's fun he, to watch. He's he's one of those players. I'll, I'll watch him play because he's he's exciting. So that's well, good I for the game. I think no matter how how football changes over time, there's there are there are consist or constants. And one constant is you got to be able to run the football. And you gotta be able to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you gotta get pressure on the quarterback to win. Well, I think that's interesting, how how it affects today's how that affects today's game because there's so much is slanted towards the passing game, right? And and enabling that to to flourish, so that when you do have a team that runs the ball really well, how that disrupts defenses that are built to stop the pass. And I think you see that sometimes. I. That where you see a team running the ball really well, and then they can throw the ball, and I, it's it is funny that 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 still stands that running the ball well will open up passing lanes. Yeah, you still gotta. I mean, like the, the NFL is changing. Like this becoming, the offenses are becoming more similar like Oklahoma runs, mm-hmm. and even what Texas Tech ran with Mahomes there. They run pass options and quick passing, almost like West Coast style, out of the gun, mm-hmm. and occasionally the quarterback run. I think that's going to be the new type of quarterback is going to be the guy who can throw in and run. Well, going back to my point about mediocrity, you look at teams that are doing well right now, I mean, that are, I guess, are the, the sexy teams, and they have young quarterbacks who aren't on back-breaking contracts. That's, yes. And that's that, that... That's a great point. That model of building a team that's, that's got depth and talent and not having to sink so much money into your quarterback, <clears throat> Rodgers. Um, you know, you, you have. It's. I guess that's what you have to live with. You either live with the team that's well rounded. Well, although the Chiefs' defense isn't great. No, it's not. They're just slinging the ball around and can outscore people. But um, you know, you have the Packers who still can't put out a serviceable defense, and Aaron Rodgers on one leg can tilt the field. Yeah. Although I still, I still, as good as he is, I think sometimes he hurts himself. By not staying in the pocket. By not staying in the pocket, by not getting the ball out, by trying to extend plays. Maybe that's what makes him great, and and that he can do that. You know, I I think it might have been Colin Cowherd or someone I was listening to made the same argument that in some ways his and I well these these injuries too. And he, I feel like I, I I told my dad the other night. I said I think if uh, if if Packers don't do well this season, I think McCarthy's gone. They, they, they got a new GM, and the president, I don't know if you heard about this, but the president took the, split up the GM job. So basically, he's in charge of the head coach. Oh. The GM's in charge of player operations, everything. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if he did that to protect him, because the GM might say, you're gone. Which right. is, I mean, McCarthy's been there for a while, but you've also been there for 11 years and only won one Super Bowl with, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game that's true and so sometimes i think i don't know i don't know if the the draft and and is hurting them because they've had some bad drafts 
and they've also they've gotten to the playoff every year, so they've been drafting late. But sometimes McCarthy's play calling. I mean, he's I mean, obviously these guys. It's kind of stupid to sit here and say I I'm questioning his play calling because this guy knows more about football than than I'll 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 ever. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know, but. I just am so confused. Like, why are they? Why are they? Some of the things they do seem so predictable. Well, I think that it just seems like that because it seems that way whenever a team's not playing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, dude? I I got much worse. I'm a Bengals fan. Okay? <laughs> we have Marvin Lewis for like sixteen here, and he turned the franchise around. But they have not. They they don't play well in big games, and I don't know if that's coaching or what, but. But to kind of not focus on just one team. I, but I want to focus to, on my team. <laughs> to go back to what you were saying about the way the quarterback's set up now. I think the way to win is to get that rookie quarterback, keep get, get that quarterback, develop him quickly. Mm-hmm. Goff, um, Sam, or not Sam Darnold, but the... Mahomes. Mahomes, guys like that. Sam and Darnold. Because the, they're York, cheap yeah. then. Because right after that, that rookie contract's over, they got to get paid. And they're going to get paid by someone. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like Kirk Cousins just got that huge right. contract in Minnesota. So that's the, that that's the your window to win to build a really really good team is when those those quarterbacks are year two or three or four. Yes. You know, and I think that unless they're a guy like Tom Brady who's willing to take less money than he could obviously make. Right. Well, you know, that also helps that he's married to a, a fabulously rich supermodel. Yeah, but he's got an ego. I mean, he's. A, I think I, I think, think he, I think for him at this point, rings trump money. I think so. Like he's like I have a lot of money. My wife, his wife makes more money than him. Right. He's like he's got all kinds of endorsement deals. He's like he's fine. He's been playing for years. Right. I mean, but it is you do like Rogers wanted to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. He has an ego, and so it hurts his team in that way. I mean, it doesn't mean. And I think he's tried to make his contracts favorable, like team friendly, even though they are so big. But still, they didn't have to renew his contract this year. Right. But the thing is, he, he would probably argue, well, if we didn't have a salary cap, then I could be the highest-paid quarterback, and we could still pay other players. But then it becomes like baseball into the Yankees. Right. And, Nobody wants that. And the, then, the Dodgers, Yankees, and Boston. And, and then football becomes Boston. more of a, a regional game again, you know, because if your team sucks every year, unless you're the Browns, then you don't watch, people don't watch it much. I mean, you, ha- you have to have those peaks and valleys. You know, Jaguars, they're, they're good again. You know, they well, except they got thumped by Dallas. Well, but. Yeah, that was an anomaly, maybe. Hopefully, well, I, I think you, it, but the NFL is designed to be right. It's like that, that, yeah, because with the that salary keeps, caps and draft because you, you then you get interested, like in the Rams, they're an interesting team to watch right now, right? They are, they're fun to watch, yeah. I like so, the way they and uh, even though the Bengals play the Chiefs, I, I like the I mean, it's right. fun to watch Pat Mahomes. Okay, we need to finish up the again, Michigan beating Wisconsin. I just think Wisconsin's not that great. Um, I, as Ohio State fan, Michigan worries me because I feel like they're getting better every week. Well, at the begin for a while, there people are like, "Oh, they're done," and they're well because they almost they should have they easily could have lost they, Northwestern. Did they did they switch out their quarterback or that was Notre Dame? That was Notre Dame. Notre Dame did. Um, lost and Notre, Notre Dame is better than people thought. Yes. So I think that that loss to Michigan, even though Notre Dame controlled that game and Michigan made it close to the end, but got within a touchdown, Notre Dame really controlled that game. Yeah. I think Michigan's just gotten better, and I think their offensive line has gotten better. And that's what worries me, because the yeah. Buckeyes are beat up on defensive line. And, which leads into our next point. And their best player on the whole team, probably the best, one of the best players in the country, has decided to you know, enter the draft. And I can't blame him. How much longer was he going to be out with his injury? Well, they haven't said. So he, he 
maybe would not have played in many the, more games. Yeah, the 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 when I, when he first got injured, the idea, or at least the biggest hope was, was that he'd be back for the Michigan State game, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, last three weeks of the season, right. like regular season. But I don't know if that was ever really a realistic goal, mm-hmm. and that was just what us fans were hoping for. But I think really, is I I can't blame. I mean, I can't blame him because even though he's going to make millions of dollars no matter what he did, if he came back and got hurt again, right. or whatever. But being a top five pick compared to being a second or third rounder because you got mm-hmm. injured again, mm-hmm. that's a big difference in money. It is. And you're only guaranteed that first contract in the NFL. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you get yeah. hurt a lot, and then they don't they don't pick you up. You, you end up like Tyler Eifert for the Bengals, who's an awesome talent, but just for some reason, bad luck, can't stay healthy. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, I don't blame him either. And I think that's that's college football's big issue that they are going to have to deal with because you have so much money that's coming in for that sport for those programs for the for those schools um that people are doing illegal things to stay in business at times which they do in basketball too but basketball i don't think basketball has the amount of money because you get how many people in a basketball arena? Right. The and Kentucky football brings in more money than Kentucky basketball. Which does. is crazy. And Kentucky basketball, is, it's a religion in Kentucky. Right. You know what I mean? And in Southern Ohio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I, I really think that you, you're really these, they really are feeder leagues for the NFL. And there's got to be some way to deal with this. Or you're going to have, I mean, I think, I think you'll still have college football fans, even, you know, if, Boses, the boses of the world don't come back or the, some of the, these blue chip prospects don't come to the bowl game because they're like, I don't want to get injured. Um, but it does, it does make you think about how to, how to deal with that. So, yeah, well, the question is what will happen when a team is out of the playoff hunt? You know what I mean? They have a guy like Bosa. Uh-huh. He's going to hang it up so he doesn't get injured the rest of the season? Because, uh-huh. I mean, the reason why I don't, I'm fine with players exactly. being playing those meaningless bowl games, right. like, I get it. Yeah, you know, but like, what's the difference between one bowl, one bowl game and you know you're, you've lost three or four games and you aren't going to win your, your exactly the Big Ten or the SEC. You're already out of it. You know, like why? Keep and you're playing? you're replaceable. You're very replaceable in football. Oh, I know. And that's uh, that, yeah. they know that. Before we go though, one thing we close up. How was your lunch? It was fabulous. It was a little bit of a, a smorgasbord mix and match. You yeah, know? and my um, chicken salad sandwich was delicious. That's amazing. Very good. Bone appetite. Yeah. Thank Bone. you. See ya. Peace.